0: Let me bring in our hypnotist, Marshall Silver. It's uh, Marshall Silver, ladies and gentlemen, the world's fastest hypnotist. There we go. All good. It's a storm. Yes. We are constantly in the storm of life dealing with what emerges. There is the audio that you want to hear. As I said, $7,000 cash up for grabs today, as well as a bar of silver guaranteed going to be given away to someone just like you. Yesterday's winner of our 10 ounces of Marshall Silver Silver KJ Scott. Congratulations. KJ Scott, you won 10 ounces of pure silver. Like I said, spot price about 300 bucks right now. Nothing to sneeze at all by itself, but you hold on to this bar. I promise you, uh, given current circumstances, it's gonna be worth probably double inside the next year. Yes, that's my prediction. Yes, of course I buy silver. My name is silver. Of course I buy silver. Hey, we got a great show for you today. On today's show, we've got a very special guest that's gonna help you understand how to build up your credit, start leveraging your finances in a very powerful way, and also uh, an opportunity to learn some more about real estate investing. Quite a few of the guests that I bring in the show will be real estate investment types, only because that's the circle that I revolve in, and our timing is really good. Right now is a phenomenal time to be very brave in the words of Warren Buffett, be afraid when they're greedy, be greedy when they're afraid. So now's a good time to be greedy. Lots of people living in fear and rightfully so, except that doesn't mean you have to be one of them. In fact, uh, my suggestion is you don't be one of them. You hang out with me. And when you hang out with me, you'll be fearless. You'll, or at the very least, you'll feel the fear and you'll get it done anyway, which is what I would have for you. Wife and I uh, headed down uh, very soon this year to the Philippines. I'm excited about that. Uh, The only thing I'm not excited about is I just found out that the Philippines have pretty challenging weather. And I'm a bit of a wimp when it comes to weather inconveniencing my life. We went to Alaska. It was 53 below zero. While I loved everything else about Alaska, not a fan of the cold. That's why I moved from Michigan to San Diego. Uh, the Philippines is on the other end of the spectrum. It's not really cold; it's stormy. And uh, again, you know, I could handle, uh, you know, tornadoes back in Michigan. You know, we get high waves down here. I guess uh, the you, you call the high waves tsunami. We get high waves in San Diego from time to time that are debilitating. In fact, right now, my private beach here at uh, Carlsbad. Is a mess. It has uh, eroded the majority of the beach. We got to come back in, plant some new sand. I'm sure that'll make the Coastal Commission very happy. But uh, the current storms have absolutely totally destroyed my private beach. Uh, Rich people problems. (laughs) Thank you, God. Woke up this morning to a latte custom made by my wife in a custom made cup that honors me. I have the best family in the world. I am a grateful man, as you should be grateful too. The rich do indeed get richer. Uh, today's show, what are we talking about on today's show? Gosh, I don't know. Overcoming fears, I think. How do you overcome fear? First and foremost, you recognize there you have nothing to fear except fear itself, and that's a very true statement. And what that means is nothing is except what we think it is, what we believe to be true is true for us. And so your job is to put things in a proper frame and not be afraid. I remember before we started having babies, Sterling, Maximus, and Prosperity, I was afraid to have babies. I admit it. I was afraid to have babies, not for the reasons that you probably think, um, more for the reasons that you probably would never guess. I'm going to go on record, lots of people watching, and I know that some people will think I'm a nutcase. I don't really care. Uh, I've been called a nutcase many times. I have seen UFOs on more occasions than I can count. And I'm not talking about some blip in the sky, little dot of light that I say, oh, my God, that might be a UFO. I've seen that for sure. I've seen UFOs close, close enough to identify uh, shapes, close enough to see the craft. Many, 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 many years ago, I was driving through Point Loma, south part of San Diego, down by the military base. And I was with three brothers and the Gross Brothers, good friends of mine from my childhood. And we were in the car, we were driving down the Strand in Point Loma. And I look up in the sky and I literally see this round object. It's a spaceship. It couldn't be anything else, you know, whether it's from another universe or not. I don't know, but it was a round flying object. And when I saw it, I pointed it out to the driver who was older than us. We were all 14 years old in the back of the car. The driver was 18 and Robbie, when I pointed out the UFO to him, freaked out. Started flooring it, driving as fast as he could to get away from this object. I'm just watching the object. I'm boggled. Everybody else in the car is getting freaked out. I'm boggled. We go to school the next day, and I start telling everybody what I saw the night before. And nobody believed me. Everybody thought I was making it up. Everybody thought I was crazy. I mean, typical ninth grade uh, harassment for saying what I saw. The Gross brothers, the twins, and their older brother who was in the front seat, they were with me. I had a gym class with them at the end of the day. So I said, wait till we ask uh, wait till we ask Steve and Ronald, the twins. So we go into gym class, I'm in the locker room, Steve and Ronald are there. And I said, Steve, tell them what we saw last night. Steve says, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I said, Ronald, tell them what we saw last night. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about, Marshall. I realized anybody with technology good enough to get from another solar system likely to our solar system. Probably has technology to also alter thoughts, almost guaranteed. And so, what I realized in that moment is that, again, I'm a hypnotist. I know how to put thoughts in people's brains. On my level, I know how to make people think they didn't see something. I know absolutely how to gaslight people. And I realized that their brains had been wiped clean of that experience, they didn't remember it. And when it happened, I was befuddled. But then it happened again on Necker Island. I saw another UFO on Necker Island. Some people saw it with me. The next morning we woke up. They didn't recall anything they saw. So that's got nothing to do with with today's show other than what was my fear? My fear was that alien beings, alternate beings, beings from another place would come to the planet and they would terminate us. They would know Terminator us. And I was afraid to bring children into that kind of an environment. It wasn't the government, which sucks. It wasn't uh the economy, which right now sucks. Getting better though, and that's the good place. That's why you want to jump on right now. Nothing to do with anything else, other than the fact that I was concerned that aliens might abduct my children. Finally, one day I started thinking about it and I realized what if my son was John Connor? What if my daughter was Joanna Connor? What if they were the ones that could save the planet from destruction? And I realized not having kids was really foolish if that's what I wanted to have, because it's in a higher power's hands. It's in God's hands. So at any rate, don't be afraid of the storms of your life. Don't be afraid of things not going well. This is day five of my broadcast. And already, like I said, we're rising up in the ranks. We're doing really well, all because of you and all because you're telling your friends all about this. I want to remind you before we dive into our guest interview that not only... Can you win a bar of pure silver by being a guest on today's show? And to be a guest, you, you go to studiomoney.info forward slash greenroom, fill out the form, let them know you want to chat. The producer will call you, find out what you want to chat about. And if it's interesting to me and they know what's interesting to me, they'll put you on the air and we'll chat. So once again, go to studiomoney.info forward slash greenroom. Today, $7,000 on the line. If you say the secret word, I have the secret word right here in the box. It's the secret word. I've already given you some clues, so you might want to retrack and retrace the things I've already said. I've given you some clues as to what the word is today. I also um, want you to know that during the course of today's show, I am likely to make some people money. And here's how I'm going to make you money. When you get your affiliate link at studiomoney.info forward slash contest. You will automatically receive a link that will allow you to refer other people. When you refer other people to the show, should they buy anything from Silver Enterprises or Certainty International, you will receive 30% commission on anything they buy. Might not seem like a lot. Last month, we had one of our affiliates refer about 22 people to the turning point we held in Ohio. At that event, he made over, he'll end up making uh, over $300,000 in sales, which means at 30% commission, he's going to make probably, and it's not done yet, but probably about ninety dollars to $100,000 in commission for referring those 20-plus people. He also is in line to win a brand-new Mercedes-Benz sedan or, or SUV of his choice. So a whole lot going on when you refer people to this show. So refer people to the show, uh, get on the air, have a chat with me, and so much more. This week, first week of our show, I'm doing a lot of things that I won't normally do. First and foremost, we have a program called Turning Point. I've been teaching it for 40 years. and I'm going to roll the video before we go into the vault. The Turning Point has transformed over 1 million lives all around the world. Here, I've been to China over 20 times, hypnotized people through an interpreter in China, 5,000 people at a time, by the way, and, and a lot. Uh, the show is your conduit to your brand new life. That's bottom line. This show is going to change your life forever. It's already changed mine. I love being here. On Monday, I told you I weighed 250 pounds. I was down from uh, my top weight of 263. One of the reasons I scheduled this show from 10 till noon, pardon me, is I also dedicated, decided, disciplined myself to start doing intermittent fasting, which means originally I was only eating between 11 a.m. And 7 p.m. eight-hour window in there. Well, I shortened the window an hour because I've been doing it for a while, and now I only eat between noon and 7 p.m. And which means I don't eat until I get off the air. Well, good news is just trimming that extra hour off. I have already lost four pounds this week during this show, down to 246, and uh, I'm thrilled and excited and thought, you know, maybe that would be a good plan for anybody else watching the show that wants to start taking fat off themselves is maybe you could do the intermittent fasting with me. Maybe you could just not eat till after this show. I realize East Coast, that's a big, that's a big ask. Uh, At the same time though, something to ponder. Maybe you don't eat until the show starts if you're East Coast. So at any rate, it's working out, working well. On today's show, I'm really excited to have a guest that is a uh, very dear friend of mine. He is also an Inner Circle member. He and his beautiful bride have gone through numerous programs that we teach at Certainty International, as well as his beautiful daughter and sons. I, I think your son came. We'll find out in a moment. At any rate, the gentleman I'm about to bring on is a master at assisting you in repairing your credit, establishing specifically business credit, all to assist you in making a boatload of money on the other end, in addition to teaching you some very powerful skills of real estate investing. It is with great pleasure. I welcome to our show inner circle member David Selvin. Welcome home, my friend.
1: Thank you, Marshall. Thank you for the amazing introduction.
0: You are very welcome. Great to have you here on the program. You know, it's uh It's a blessing whenever I can bring inner circle people to the show because you are a product of the product. You know, you walk the talk. And so I'm very glad to have you here. First and foremost, I got to ask you a question. Your studio looks beautiful and I've seen you film a lot of stuff. And I saw some photographs behind the camera of you sitting in front of your your leaf wall, your green wall. And I assumed that that was uh, virtual. Is it virtual?
1: No, no. My daughter created this for me. Um, I'm real old school. I like the wooden credenzas and bookshelves. And uh, my daughter said, pop, it's time. It looks too old fashioned. You need to get with the times. I said, "Okay, here's your budget. Create my uh, new office slash studio for me. And she did an amazing job.
0: Yeah, it's gorgeous. No, I'm jealous, baby. You know, I'm on a virtual set myself and I'm looking at your set and I'm going, wow, that's, I thought it was a virtual set. So I wasn't that impressed. And then when I realized when you came on the show this morning, that that's the actual setting, I can't wait to come to your studio. So I'm excited about that. So let's dive in. Let's, let's chat about, uh, you know, business credit. What, uh, what's the first thing you want to tell people about credit in general?
1: Well, first thing I want to tell people about credit is that it's easy as long as you follow the steps and you're coachable. And you willing to listen to those that took the steps before you, and it's really easy. And number one is that you have to change your mindset about credit. Uh, We listen to a lot of dumb people. I won't say any names on this live broadcast, but there are a lot of exactly. Exactly.
0: Exactly. You don't have to. I'll say the name. I like getting people riled.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you know they teach you uh, to stay out of debt, and I get that. What they're forgetting to say is that you want to stay out of bad debt. There's a such thing as good debt, and you can utilize credit, you can utilize business funding, utilize your personal credit for good debt that'll make you boatloads of money.
0: I agree, you know, and, and I always was a fan of Dave Ramsey, always impressed by what he's created, what he's done. The challenge was apparently I didn't listen to him enough because I started listening to him on a regular basis, and some of the stuff he was talking about, in particular about credit, was absolutely insane. Like, don't let your kids have credit cards. And I said, how in the world are they going to learn about credit if you don't help them learn about credit by giving them a, a credit card and teaching them how to be responsible? How do you uh, teach them about building credit if you don't let them build credit? And so I thought it was just ridiculous. So let's start at basics. Let's imagine somebody's watching this show right now and they want to better their credit score. There's two types of credit score. Uh, obviously, there's a personal credit score and then there's corporate credit. Let's talk first about personal credit. Let's talk about uh, things that may be obvious to some people. And I'm okay with that, because what I like to do is teach people as if everybody's a bright seven year old. What's a good credit score?
1: Well, you want to be above a 700 minimum. Um, You know, once you're above a 700, you can personally guarantee debt for your business if your business is brand new and not making any money. Um, if you go and apply for business credit, say if everybody on this podcast goes to chase.com and they go to the application online for a business credit card, if you look there, it actually says, uh, how much is your business making or projected to make for this year? So you can base it off a stated income or what you project to make for your business if your business is brand new. The only thing is when your business is brand new, it's just like a child going for uh, an auto loan, the dealership's going to say hey, you got to get your dad to co-sign that loan. And um, so now you personally are going to have to co-sign that debt or personally guarantee that debt. So you want to have your credit score minimum 680, but 700 is a good score. And you talk about children having credit. I made sure that all my children, when they hit 13, have a credit card in their name and they start establishing credit. And how I do that is adding them as authorized users on all of my accounts And it worked out uh, very well. My oldest daughter, today's her birthday, she's 25. She's actually enjoying her life in Columbia today, which is amazing, I wish I was there. Yet, when she turned uh, 18, she she wanted to buy a a brand new car and she bought a brand new car, zero down, pulled off the lot, no down payment, nothing, um, because her credit was so stellar. So that's the importance of building credit for your children.
0: What is the, is there an age limit uh, uh, that your kids can be put on as, um, authorized users?
1: Well, some banks allow you to add them uh, very young. Most it's right around 13.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, that's good advice right there. Ironically, my son Sterling was asking yesterday if he could get a credit card. And and so it was top of mind for me to want to take care of him, which is why you were top of mind for me. And yeah, I think that's great. And I think that what what great news and and what great validation to the process. So let's imagine somebody's got a horrific credit score. Let's start with personal and then I want to transfer. You've already started talking about business credit and you just said something that I want to point out. If people didn't catch it, if you have good personal credit right now, you should absolutely be doing some things to get great business credit right off the bat. You should be diving into that because that business credit is completely separate from your personal credit. And we'll be able to leverage in ways that personal credit never can. So let's talk, though, first about personal credit. I've, I've, let's imagine I've got high 500s. My credit sucks. I've made many mistakes, maybe even filed for a BK five, six years ago. Uh, what would you recommend to somebody to initially start getting their credit at a start increasing their credit?
1: Yeah. So the number one step is to first identify where your challenges are. And you should seek out a credit specialist. So for people that work with me and work with my company, what we first thing we do is we do a one on one with you. We take a look at your credit profile as a whole. And I'm not talking about Credit Karma. First of all, if you're using Credit Karma, delete that app off your phone. That's what we call a fake credit score. It's a FICO score, not a FICO score. It's actually affiliate marketing company. They just throw offers in your face to make money, and they give you the wrong score. So the first which, thing you which company use, is this? Uh, credit Karma. Wow. Uh, ah, so, yeah. No,
0: it's on my phone.
1: Yeah, you want to use My FICO, or you know, another good one is Identity IQ. That's what I recommend to a lot of people. And what
0: about What about Experian?
1: Well, Experian's good, too, because that's the actual credit bureau. The challenge is that uh, Experian was recently uh, in a major lawsuit because they were reporting information uh, a little bit late in their app. So that's why I don't use that app.
0: Good to know. Yeah.
1: And so So you you just
0: informed me. So I don't care about what anybody else learned already. I already learned some
1: stuff. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So the first thing you want to do is see what's going wrong. See, Okay, so you're going to look at all the derogatory items. And a lot of times it's... Collections, you might uh you may have stopped paying on a credit card and said, screw that. And you know what? People go through challenges in life. Yep. Before you stop paying on your credit cards and just give up, what you need to do is call those creditors. Most creditors allow you to do a skip pay every 90 days. So if if you're having a challenging month, you call your auto loan, you call your credit cards, every last one of them, your personal loans, your mortgage, everything. And you say, Hey, you know, I need to skip my payments this month. It, it, you know, they're going to ask you why you tell them whatever the reason is, and you can skip it as long as you haven't missed a payment recently. And you can do that every 90 days. And so when it comes to charge offs, collections, things like that, don't pay them. You know, that's how I got into credit. I owed about 42 grand in collections and I got some money and paid them. And my score went from a five thirty to a five thirty four. Whoopi. I said, what the heck is this? So why <laughs> bother? Exactly. And so I realized now what you want to do is look for inaccuracies, um, things that are wrong on your credit report, because they have to follow certain rules, regulations, and guidelines that are um, intact by the uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act, the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. They have to follow these rules and regulations. And if they don't, then now you can get the items removed from your credit. So it's something as simple as if it's the wrong date reporting, if, if it's the wrong amount, things like that. We get those removed, and that's what we do for you.
0: Awesome. So you have a service that can help people get uh, false information removed from their credit and, and get them to start building credit. So once I've identified what's going on, and by the way, I want to also add to what you said. I, I didn't know that most credit cards, uh, when you're in financial dire straits, will give you a skip. Yeah. I didn't didn't know that. And, and if it's every 90 days, boy, that certainly can help some people breathe easier right now when they need to.
1: Exactly. And they'll put it on the back end and they charge you usually about a $25, $30 fee. It's good to know, though, because the thing is, the reason why they do that is they make money off your money. They don't want you to stop paying. You stop right. paying, they're not making any money. They got to sell it off at a loss, at a discount. And they don't want to do that. So they rather grant you that as long as you're in good standings with them.
0: I had two uh, times in my life that I went through pretty substantial financial dire straits. And both times I went to the creditors that I owed money to and I was on the verge of bankruptcy. And I went to them the first time it was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. This is in my youth. And then the second time was later on in my life. I went to the creditors and I said, I'm in financial dire straits. I need a little bit of help. I don't know whether or not I'm going to survive. I may have to declare bankruptcy. If I do, you won't get a dime. What I'd like to do is negotiate the debt down if it's possible and then pay you. So you get some because some is better than none. The only thing I ask is that if you work with me, you don't ding my credit. And so on the $250,000, I had maybe 10 creditors and nine of them were willing to work with me and accept anywhere from 10 to 20 cents on the dollar. One wasn't willing to work with me. Uh, And it was a large chunk of change. They were the larger creditor. And at the same time, though, by being able to diminish over two-thirds of it, it made everything more digestible. So I think that a lot of times people don't recognize what financial strategies might be available to them. And the idea of being able to skip a payment every 90 days if I need to, obviously, it's something if I need to, that certainly can take immediate pressure off of people. A lot of people don't know that during COVID, most of the banks gave people relief relief temporary relief from their mortgages and offered to put the payments on the back end of the loan. The bank isn't harmed at all by that. In fact, they gain interest during that whole time. You're not making payments anyway. So they're not harmed. They're exactly, they're better off. Actually, you just extended your loan. And uh, so a lot of people didn't know that that was available. And that was also, you know, something that, that was useful to them. What is the best thing somebody could do over the next 30, 60, 90 days to increase their personal credit besides uh besides arguing that, you know, some of the credit reporting isn't accurate.
1: Yeah. Well, number one is if you have high utilization, you need to pay that down. Uh minimum thirty percent. So
0: everybody knows high utilization means you've maxed out your cards.
1: Exactly. You maxed you've out
0: used all the credit that's or a substantial amount of the credit that's available to you
1: that can really, really, really den your credit. Recently, I was doing a real estate deal that required me to use all of my business funding, required me to use all of my personal credit. And just by me and my personal credit, I didn't max it out, but I went up to 70%. And just by me going up to 70% of what the credit limit is, my score dropped 100 points. Of course, when I paid it back, it went right back through the roof. Yet, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, so yeah, the my first understanding. thing you want to do is pay that down
0: my understanding is your credit usage uh, represents about 30% of your credit score.
1: It does. It does.
0: So that gives way to people. And again, this takes discipline. That gives way to people realizing that if you have more credit cards and you don't use them, you just have them and don't use them, that will lower the overall percentage of your usage.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you, if you don't use them, you gotta be careful not using your credit cards because if you don't use them, they will take the credit away as well because they make money on it. So I never recommend anybody to pay it down to a zero balance pay at the max 10%, 10% is like an A plus a 30% is like a C. You know, if you, if you want to be really good, pay it down to 10%, because again, they make money off the interest. They make money off extending you credit. So when you pay it down to zero, they're not making any money. So you got to put yourself in their shoes.
0: Now, I'm taking advice from from Experian, so if I'm wrong, you tell me, because I'm learning on this show. Experian tells me that I want to keep my usage around six percent. Is that
1: accurate? Six percent is good. Ten percent, you're still a rock star. Six or ten, it wouldn't change any bit.
0: Okay, good. Good to know. Let's talk about business credit. How do I, first and foremost, establish business credit? Do I have to have an established business?
1: No, you don't. So if you have an established business, two years and you're making two million in revenue or more, then you can get corporate credit where basically it's strictly based on the business profile and on, on how the business is established. You don't have that. You have a brand new business. Then you just basically have to have a personal credit score of right around 680 or higher. Yet it's also the personal credit profile as a whole. So as a, the personal credit profile as a whole, meaning as long as you haven't applied for new credit cards within the last four months, you don't have a substantial amount of hard increase on your credit profile, things of that nature, because you can still have a high score and have 15 hard inquiries because you recently was applying for a whole lot of credit and business cards will not extend you that credit with a brand new business. And so what we also do is we have a program where we teach people how to put their business in compliance from day one and build their business up. Because that's the difference of when you go apply with a brand new business and getting $5,000 credit card, business credit card that strictly reports to the business versus getting a $50,000 business credit card as your first credit card strictly reporting to the business. That's the, that's the big difference between the two is the business profile as a whole. So you have to build out that profile. It's simple things as as simple as your name. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of real estate investors that are listening and real estate's deemed a high risk when it comes to unsecured business funding to the banks. A lot of people in real estate, there's a lot of people making money. There's a lot more people that are losing money in real estate because they don't know how to do it right. They maybe watched a few YouTube videos instead of getting coaching and learning the right way. So because of that, the banks know that. And so name like real estate scares them. So it's all about setting up your businesses the right way. So, for example, one thing that I do is the business that goes for credit for my real estate companies, that's a company that owns the real estate companies, yet that's a business management and consulting company that owns the real estate companies. The real estate companies are subsidiaries of that company, and that's the company that goes for funding because that's deemed a low risk.
0: Good. Good. Hey, uh, we uh, changed. I just realized we changed the link to get on the show live. So I want you to go to studiomoney.info forward slash live guests. Looks like it's a plural live guests. So if you want to be one of our live guests, studiomoney.info forward slash live guests. I've been seeing a lot of ads lately, David, about credit. And I don't know if you've been seeing the same ads. Basically, it says, Hey, you know, let us help you establish a business. Once you got that business, let's show you how to get a credit line of up to $250,000, you know, and so within one month, you'll have $250,000 in your bank account. Is that all BS or are those legit?
1: No, we, we've once got somebody 300,000 in four weeks. So oh, it could definitely happen. You have to vet who you work with, be very careful who you work with, because there are some fly-by-night companies there are some people that will promise you the world. The thing is with us, it's a succession fee, meaning you don't pay till you get the money. <laughs> Good.
0: Well, that's awesome. What a what a great value. And we'll find out in a minute how we can get a hold of you. What uh, What are some of the foolish things people do to, uh, obviously overspending is one of them, but what are some things that people don't know impact both their personal and their business credit? We just talked about usage as one of them. What else is going to, Negatively impact somebody's credit, so we know how to positively impact it.
1: You have to strategize uh, whenever you're applying for credit. It's a strategy. So I just don't blindly. When I want a new car, I just don't blindly go into the dealership. The first thing the dealership's going to do is is run my credit about nine to 15 times to many different banks and creditors and things like that to try to get me the best rate to win my business. That's a no, no. First thing I do is I go to a credit union. Um, If you're local in Northern California, Patelco credit union, one of the best credit unions for personal loans and personal auto loans and personal, anything personal, they don't do business. So if I'm going for a personal loan or a personal uh, auto loan for anything, I go to Patelco and I get approved first. So now I know. So when I go to the dealership and the dealership's like, well, let's see what we can get. You know, I'm already approved 150000 I want that car right there. I'm pulling it off the lot. So that's a big thing that a lot of people do because those hard inquiries really, really ding your score. You want to know when you're applying for credit, you want to know which credit bureau that they're checking when applying for credit. Because what you can do is, and this is how uh, I got 105,000 in one day is basically one reports to Experian, the other one I'm applying to reported to TransUnion, and the other company I applied to reported to Equifax and applied for all of them at the same time because they didn't see the hard inquiry on the other uh, credit bureaus. So, boom, I got 35,000 from Discover, got another uh, 35,000 from PenFed, and I got the remaining amount from Patelco, and that was golden.
0: Yeah. Or silver in this instance.
1: Silver. That's right. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> just like your silver bar there. Good job. <laughs> what uh what what should people be using their credit for?
1: To make money. Good. Strictly to make money. Obviously, enjoy life. We make money to enjoy life. What's what's the fun of making money and not enjoying life? As you see, I like a lot of nice things, just like you, Marshall. Yeah. You know, so you have to enjoy life. Yeah, I, I recommend somebody to instead of i take a credit card and go buy diamonds and gold and things like that i'd rather take that credit card to buy something that's going to make me money then take that money and buy the gold and diamonds
0: good what uh what when somebody comes to you we got a lot of viewers on the show and people interested in building their credit what is the first step people should take
1: the first step you need to take again is seek out your personal credit uh, pull your personal uh, credit profile, and you want to so do let's it Let's
0: be basic. How, how do they pull their personal credit?
1: You go to MyFico.com, you go to IdentityIQ.com, or any of those sources like that, and then you could just download a PDF file of your of your credit profile from all three credit bureaus, and then just take out a hot, print it out, take out a highlighter. And just go over anything that that's a negative they will tell you which accounts are negative which accounts are derogatory and just go over that and then the first thing you want to do is just look for discrepancies in how it's being reported it it could even be factual data it could be your actual debt yet if it's not reporting in the right way it's grounds for deletion that's the law and so that's the first thing you want to do on the personal side on the business side you need to set up your business the right way in the right compliance The first thing a lot of people want to do is, and this happened to me, I got into real estate investing. I'm all excited. I came from my boot camp and I'm ready to flip houses. And the first thing I'm doing is going to the bank to open my bank account and I'm letting them know I'm flipping houses and this is what I'm doing. The lady's asking me all these questions because she's putting my business in a certain category. These are the questions popping up on the screen. I think she's interested in what I'm doing. No, she doesn't care. She's just putting them in a category for the SIC code. And now my business got put in the wrong category deemed high risk and was real estate development, which is very high risk to the banks. And now my business is red flag and can't get any credit. So you have to establish your business the right way and put it in the right compliance.
0: Good. Uh, Somebody is, they, they don't have a business. They want to establish a business. Uh, They got good credit. What expectation might they have would be available for their funding on a business credit? Let's imagine they've got a 750 credit score, decent credit score. Uh, They want to launch their business. What kind of credit lines should they expect they could get with a 750 personal credit score on business credit?
1: Minimum we get people is 50,000 and upwards, again, I uh, got somebody 300000 um in just a couple of weeks. And that's just the start. So say if they only get 50000 that's the start. Most of the uh, lines of credit and business credit cards are 0% interest for 12 to 18 months. So that gives you a head start to utilize this money and start making money before the interest even starts kicking in. And then uh, we go back every couple of months and we do another round. We get your inquiries removed and then we do another round. Then wait a couple months, do another round. And before you know it, that 50 now turns into 250 in just a few months.
0: What what are um, what somebody has a 750 credit score, the person you got three hundred thousand dollars for, what was their credit score?
1: They had right around a 760.
0: So right around that mark. Mm-hmm. but did you also get it for them in stages? You, you you talked about reloading and revisiting and coming back. Did you get it all at once or did you get it all, was it over time?
1: No, they got it all at once and it was credit card stacking, business credit cards. So it was all business, but it was credit card stacking, meaning 50,000 on this business credit card, 60,000 on this one, 40 on this one, 70 on this one, and it added up to 300. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Tell me, what's the difference in how, business credit is judged or rated versus how personal credit is judged or rated?
1: Well, the good thing about business credit, and this is why I preach to everyone, figure out a way to start a business um, and use business credit cards versus your personal. Because personal's judge, When you max them out at Shundon and they look down on you, the banks get scared. They say, wait a second, he's over leveraged and we're scared. And they'll start lowering your credit. I've had times where I use my personal credit and maxed it out at 50,000 and then went back a few months later, paid it down. And then they dropped my credit line all the way down. I called them and said, what the heck? They said, yeah, we're scared. So we lowered your, your credit limit. The difference is with businesses, they know and understand that businesses use credit to propel their business forward. So it's not uncommon for you to always carry a high balance and have high utilization on that business credit to keep pushing your business forward. You know, they know you use a lot of that money for marketing and, and, uh, inventory and other things for your business. And so because they know and understand that, they're okay with you keeping 70% of that balance on that card at all times and still apply for more credit.
0: So we, we talked about, and what's the term for how much of my credit that I use?
1: Utilization.
0: When um, when they rank you for your credit score on personal versus business, is uh, your utilization ranked differently for business credit, like what you just described versus yeah. personal credit?
1: Yeah, so like I said, with the the personal, you want to be right around 10 is A plus, 30 is like a C, that's cool. But if you could get it down to 10, that's even better. Well, with the business, on the business side of things, you can have a a running balance on your credit cards of of up to 70% of the utilization, and that's perfectly normal, and still apply. I've, I've done that and applied for more credit and got more credit lines and even got credit lines increase of the same credit lines that I had the high utilization on and now none of that ever reports to your personal credit so the joy the joyous thing about that is that i can have a business over here a business entity over here it's an entity it's its own identity over here and have about one hundred and fifty thousand in credit over here then i can have a business entity over here and do the same thing and one over here and do the same thing you can have multiple entities because none of it reports to the other business or to your personal credit and so that's the importance. Once you have your personal credit as a clean slate and you have a good profile and a good score, now you wanna start rocking and rolling with business credit, establishing many businesses and just keep running it up.
0: Let's imagine, just for the sake of our discussion, because I'm, I'm interested that somebody doesn't have a business that they think is gonna boom, except they also realize the advantages of business credit versus personal credit. So they've got a good personal credit score. Is it wise for them to establish, you said they're not connected. Is it wise for them to establish business credit, even if they don't have an intention of making that business thrive? They, they, they just wanna see what credit lines are available to potentially grow their business. Is that a wise thing for people to do? Because that's kind of what the ads are implying that I'm watching.
1: Well. Now that we're in 2024, you have to be very careful. Um, FinCEN passed a new law. Um, For those that don't know, FinCEN is the Financial Crimes Task Force uh, with the U.S. government, where now um, they're trying to combat money laundering. So now every new business that is started, you have to report all the uh, owners of that business, all the officers, managing members, things like that. Um, So you want to be very careful with um, starting businesses that are just shell companies not making any money. Because you'll still be reporting, now you're reported to the IRS, and they're still going to say, hey, where's our money, things like that. Yet there's strategies, and I'm not the person to talk to that. You need to talk to a, a tax strategist, an accountant, where there's strategies where some of these businesses could offset the income of other businesses. Every business I start that I go for credit in, I expect to make money with that business. The goal is to make money. Like why start a business, you're not going to make money.
0: Is the score for a business different than the score for a person? Meaning, you know, a personal score, five hundred to eight fifty. What's a business score?
1: Yeah, so different. Different business credit bureaus have different scores. So you have Dun and Bradstreet. They use what's called a paydex score. Now, a good paydex score is eighty or above. That's a good paydex score, and you build that by building out trade lines with your business and putting your business in compliance in the right way. And again, it's something as simple as the name of your business, something as simple as the address of business. A lot of people they want to, you know, use their home address. That's a no-no. They want to use a P.O. box. That's a no-no. You can use a virtual address. I use a lot of virtual addresses. It has to be the right virtual addresses. Some virtual addresses are red flagged by Dun and Bradstreet as a virtual address, and that makes your business look like a fly-by-night company. So you want to use a virtual address where there's other businesses their physical brick and mortar businesses, like law firms, accounting firms, things like that. They're in the building where you can use the space, you can rent the space if you need to. So there's the difference between the different virtual address, things like that, build out your Paydex score. Now Experian, they have Experian business, they have a, a totally different scoring model than done in Bradstreet. And the good thing is, is that, again, that's the strategy of, you know, you wanna check what you're applying for before you apply. Because now you know, okay, my payment score is not an 80 yet. Maybe you're at a 60 on the Paydex score. So you know you might not get approved for certain lines of credit, yet this company here only applies, uh, well, only checks your score at Experian Business. So now you know, okay, well, my Experian Business is strong, so I can check that out there. And what everybody here on the call should do is go to nav nav.com, nav.com, and you can pull your business up. Credit profile from Nav and see how it's reporting to um uh, Experian Business, Dun and uh Equifax Business, Small Business Financial Exchange. So you can see how all of this is reporting. You all, you guys also want to check, and this goes back to personal. Um, there are secret, what I call secret bureaus uh, that m- consumers normally don't see. So all we know about is Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Well, they have. LexisNexis. You want to check your LexisNexis report and see what's on there because that can affect your credit. You also want to check your iNovus report and check that there and see because there's certain things, there's certain banks and especially when you're going for high dollar amounts. I recently have a, um, a, a coaching student in my real estate program who just went for a hard money loan and they were checking her LexisNexis report. And, you know, So you have to you want to check that and make sure all of that's intact as well. So, again, go what, to is Lex- what is that? So LexisNexis is, Lexus, Lexus Nexus? Lexus Nexus is uh, they report, it's a—it's like, I call it the secret credit bureau. It's just another, so all the credit bureaus, including LexisNexis, and I know it's in these other ones, they're basically, I say they're no different than Facebook. And what I mean by that is they just collect information on everybody. They're just a, a data, a data information collection type of program. So they give you your credit report. That's the value they give only thing they want to do is collect all your information. So we buy a lot of mailing lists and things like that to market from these credit bureaus. So they sell your information and that's why they want to keep as much information on you. And the best way to do that is by having all credit report to them. So LexisNexis is the same way. A lot of um, insurance companies, they'll report to them. If you've ever done anything with fraud, with insurance and things like that, it would be reported on your, on your LexisNexis. Banks report to them. Uh, check systems don't report to them, but some banks, they'll report to check systems. For those that don't know, what check systems is, is basically if your account been overdrawn overdrawn or overchecked, uh, you will go now on a check systems list. So now when you go to open a new bank, then some banks will not open that new account for you because you already screwed up with another bank and it's being reported to this data system, check systems. I know this, they um, not I know this, LexisNexis, they banks also report to that as well.
0: What do you think about uh, authorized, authorized user accounts on like trade lines?
1: Yeah, so we, we sell actually we sell a lot of trade lines. Um, well, basically, for those that don't know, as a, what a trade line is, is basically somebody such as myself or such as Marshall that has stellar credit. And what you can do is be added as an authorized user on their credit at a high line with a low balance on that line. And then you could go ahead and, and now that's reporting on your personal credit. And so you can, and you can do that for your business too. And so now when you have these trade lines reporting, it will now boost your score. You have to do it with a strategy though, because if you have no credit profile and you just get some trade lines on your credit profile, your score is not going to jump. For every one authorized user trade line, you want to have two primary accounts. So a primary account is account in your name. And that's how that works. So we recently had a client in our credit um, restoration program where he needed to get his score up very quickly. So we added two trade lines. Uh, one was for 29,000, the other was for 24,000. And immediately within three weeks, well, actually four weeks, because it took a month to report. And in four weeks, his score jumped from a 610 to a 720, just by adding those two trade lines.
0: You know, i uh, the reason I was asking is when I went through my financial tough times, and I didn't realize that you did that, <laughs> um, I bought some uh authorized user credit lines, trade lines, and it bumped my credit score massively. Yes. Uh what you also said though was you also have to have your own credit. Otherwise people will kind of see through the smoke and mirrors and realize that's not actually your credit. And okay. and though it works. And so it that's works. what I want to say is that while while everybody might not recognize your increased credit score, most will. Yeah. And and now that we're on this topic, I want to also Open up the opportunity and the idea that that there's there's a business opportunity here. You said you guys offer up trade lines. You offer up uh, authorized user trade lines, which again I fully endorse because it worked for me. I think it's a really good strategy. You you see somebody has a credit card and maybe their credit limit is fifty thousand dollars, and uh, they're they don't use the credit card, so utilization is low, and you might pay I don't know twenty five hundred bucks over three months to be able to have yourself listed as an authorized user on that card, which will bump your credit score. There's another side to this that I wanna talk about. Let's imagine somebody has really great credit and they don't use it, but they have have all these credit cards. Is there money to be made by somebody that already has great credit by allowing people to be authorized users on their account? And I wanna be clear, and you can elaborate on this. An authorized user is not actually going to use the card. They don't even have the credit card information. So they're not going to use the card. They're just listed on the card. So if you're, uh, you know, if you have great credit and you have great credit lines, you don't have to worry about somebody messing up your credit. They can't impact it. So your your, your kid can't even use the credit card if you put them on as an authorized user, if they don't have the credit card or the credit card numbers. So let's talk a bit about that. Is there money to be made by people with phenomenal credit that can, uh, you know, let their credit cards be used as authorized users for other people's trade line?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's great passive income where you can get paid every single month. We don't take that. We work with brokers and anybody that's interested with that, I'll connect you with my brokers that I work with and they will pay you passively every single month just to utilize your credit. And just like Marshall said, nobody has physically has access to your credit card or access to the actual account information even when it reports to somebody else's credit profile the full account number is not even reporting it's just usually the last four so they don't even know what they just, all they know is the the name of the bank the date the account was opened the amount of uh, credit that you have and the and the balance on the account and typically for you to qualify for those programs you just want to have a balance of 10% or less on the card to be, to qualify and, and um, be okay for those programs.
0: And the value of that trade line is based upon how much credit is available, how much uh, usage, just like you mentioned, less than 10%, but also how old is the credit line? How long has it been established? What That's can right. I expect to make? I'll just throw something out. And if you don't know, tell me you don't know, how much could I expect to make? I've got a $50,000 credit line on a card. I don't really use the card, you know. I, I I charge on it every once in a while just to keep it stimulated, but I don't really use it. I pay it off immediately. <clears throat> the card's been established for a year, and I've got a fifty thousand dollar credit line. What if I? How many people are allowed to be signed on as authorized users? Meaning, how many times basically could I sell that card? And then, secondly. You've got to make money. If you're offering up these trade lines for sale, you've got to make a profit as your business goes. What could I, as the card holder, expect I might be able to make on a $50,000 one-year credit line if I bring on authorized users?
1: That's a great question. And to answer that question, I'm not exactly sure because it changes depending on which broker you're going to work with. Again, we don't offer that service, but I can connect you to the brokers that offer that. So it depends on which broker you're working with, as well as the age, the amount, all of that affects how much they will give you. And I'm not exactly sure what they give you. Now, as far as how many authorized users you can add, it depends on the bank. There's some banks that will let you allow 20, 30 users. There's some where it's only 10. And I know most brokers, they will pay you for every user that's added as an authorized user.
0: So I'm looking right now, there's a company, uh, and I'm going to, I wasn't, I didn't know whether or not you had a a trade line supply uh, business, but I'm Mm -hmm. looking at a company called TradelineSupply.com, which yes. is where I went and bought Tradelines. And I had great success with it. It's not for everybody. I'm looking here and uh, let's see.
1: Yeah, we work very closely with Tradeline Supply. So that's actually one of the brokers that I would connect. Uh, anybody that's interested in utilizing their uh, their, their credit lines to, to make money passively, that's one of the brokers that I will introduce you to and you guys work with them directly.
0: I love it. Yeah, I'm looking at a trade line here for basically sixty thousand dollars. It's been established uh, since 2012, and the credit line to be an authorized user is fifteen hundred bucks. And and again, <clears throat> I don't know about anybody else. I had great success with trade lines, and I I won't you know promote anything that I don't believe in. I'm not making any money. I'm not an affiliate. But I went to tradelinesupply.com linesupply.com. And they did a phenomenal job for me. And the first thing I could think of once my credit got back, you know, to above 750. And now, I I don't know, my credit's high sevens, low eights. But we haven't offered any of my credit lines up as credit lines. And I realized that that is a profit center that most people don't use. Um, How does a person go about, do they go to somebody like a trade line supply and say, hey, I've got these credit lines? Uh, How would they go about making some money on their existing lines they're not using?
1: Well, if you go on there, if you're if you're on their website, there should be a section on there where it says um, there should be a tab or I, I can't remember, but there's a tab or somewhere on there that says, "Hey, um, do you have stellar credit? Utilize your credit and you put your information in there, and they'll reach out to you." And that's how you establish that. And it it, it is a great great resource. Again. That's how my daughter, who just turned 25 today, when she was just a teenager, I added her to multiple cards that were one was 50,000, one was 40,000. I added her to my American Express Platinum Charge card at the time. And um, it was all accident. It was just basically, you know, she's going out with her friends here, just take this credit card kind of thing. I didn't realize what I was doing. And then once she turned 18, she had stellar, stellar high sevens. Like I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, this what
0: this way. better than you, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm like, wait, how's that score Like you know, jumping through the roof. And um, so I realized how powerful that is. And that was just her being an authorized user for so many years. Because now, when she turned 18, she had an aged credit profile. You know, yeah, so it was great,
0: brilliant, yeah, good stuff. Hey, uh, in the last 15 minutes or so that we've got together, let's talk a bit about real estate and let's talk about what your thoughts are on the current uh, opportunities inside of real estate investing what type of real estate investing do you do
1: so i do a little bit of everything we do a lot of wholesaling i my my main bread and butter is fix and flipping i also recently just got into uh Subject to type of deals uh, with my great friend, our great friend and my mentor, Andrew, um, you know, he's he's t- taught me about subject to and uh, taking over people's uh, mortgage payments, which is so awesome. I love that. As well as I do a little bit of multifamily and buying and holding things like that. And as, as well as short term rentals as well.
0: Where's the majority of your money coming from in those types of investments? Flipping. Got it. So basically taking a property and, and not necessarily taking possession? Is that what you're doing?
1: No, no. So that's wholesaling where you basically just sell your rights to buy the uh, property. We do a little bit of that, but the bulk of the income that I make from real estate is from I from buying a property, uh, wholesale that needs a little bit of work, fixing it up and then selling it retail.
0: So kind of fix and flip.
1: Exactly. Fix and flip.
0: Lovely. Great. So what would you uh, say to anybody that wants to become a real estate investor? What's the best way for them to start?
1: Get a mentor, get a coach, and be coachable. Uh, Marshall, you talk a lot about P&D, psychoneural duplication. um, And that's just basically, you just, everything has been laid out for us. There's no point in reinventing the wheel. All you got to do is just follow what's already been laid out and follow it to a T. Listen to your mentor and get somebody who's going to tell you straight, somebody that's going to just tell you, not tell you what you want to hear, but tell you what you need to know, even if it hurts your feelings, because that's the only way you're going to grow. Yeah. And I, I would also say that, um, you know, I was just talking to my students about this last night on our coaching call. That I believe eighty to ninety percent of everything we do, including um, in real estate, is mindset, and you got to get over your fear. And the other twenty to ten percent is skill set. So you really don't need to know a lot. You just need to take action and 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 be willing to just overcome things that you're fearful for. Because everything that you do that's brand new is scary. And once you realize that, you're able to go uh, overcome that.
0: In addition to your own real estate investing business, in addition to obviously you taking charge of your own credit, tell my listeners, viewers, what services do you provide and how can they best get a hold of you? Are there any uh, websites they should go to, any free offers and anything you want to tell them about so they can find out more about all the amazing things that you do?
1: Yeah, thank you, Marshall. So I want everybody to write this down, Selvinfinancial.com. They're sure they'll put a link in the chat. Selvinfinancial.com, that's my main website. Just click the button to have a a free one-on-one consultation for everybody that's on this call. Every product that we serve up, as long as you mention Marshall Silver's name and mention that you were referred to me by Marshall Silver, you will get a discount on all our products across the board, as well as you'll get a free one-on-one hour consultation with me, which I charge a lot of money for because my time is more valuable than any money that I make. I learned that from Marshall and it's so freaking true. You guys gotta learn the same thing, your time is valuable. So because of that, I'm offering that up for free as a free gift because Marshall changed my life and I'm in the position, I'm in the position I'm in because of me Yet I'm also in the position I'm in because of you, Marshall, because you showed me that I can be me and be who I truly am. So I'm grateful for that. So because of that, I'm giving that all away as well as I have a real estate program, cash free real estate, where I teach people how to get the business funding. We get you uh, six figures in business funding and then we also show you how to take that credit, convert it to cash and then take that cash and buy real estate and make multiple, multiple six figures in real estate every single month, every single month. Recently, I have a student that just did that. Uh, he purchased a home for 550000 He's getting ready to list it for $1.9 million. Wow.
0: Big money. First year,
1: he's going to make multiple six figures off the deal.
0: Yeah, you ruined him.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's ruined. He's ruined. And he, he's and ruined. He still, uh, he's one of those people. In fact, I'm bringing him to Turning Point next month because he needs turning point, uh, because he's one of those people that kind of gets in his own way. And he's one of those people, because I'm the type of coach, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. So he's one of those people that I kind of got to bang him in the head and say, hey, this is what you need to do. Yet he listens and he's willing to be coachable. And that's all that matters.
0: That is all that matters. Be moldable talent, which you certainly are. Again, I I appreciate the compliment. Thank you. You know, Nothing brings me more joy and I clearly see it brings you joy than watching our students succeed, and Absolutely. watching them have phenomenal, you know, results from what we've given them. You're amazing. I'm looking forward to having you as a speaker at First Million. I'm okay. looking forward to seeing you there, and also looking forward to seeing you, obviously, with all the guests that you bring to Turning Point. And I'd like nothing more than for you to win a car. That would make me feel really, 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 really good. And maybe, oh heck, who knows? Sell it, give it away to one of your other kids. I don't. I don't know. But uh, David, you're awesome. <laughs> What's that?
1: I said it, it will make me feel good too.
0: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I never heard, I never seen anybody angry receiving a free Mercedes Benz. Never seen one. So, hey, you're awesome, brother. God bless. Take care. Thanks so much for jumping on the show, and I look forward to seeing you in Las Vegas in a couple of weeks at First Million.
1: Thank you for having me, and for all those that are tuning in. If you haven't been to Turning Point, go next month. It changed my life, and it'll change yours. Thank you again, Marshall.
0: You are very welcome, David. Take care. Hey, uh, what a great life it is. I'm Marshall Silver. Always phenomenal guests in here. And I don't know about you. I learned a lot just now. I learned quite a bit. And I am extremely excited to uh, start taking a look even deeper at what we do with BizCredit and also, you know, everything else that you can have done yourself. Hey, uh, I told you that on today's show, when you get on the air with me and you go to studiomoney.info forward slash We just switched it. So let me double check again. Forward slash live guests. Studiomoney.info. We just switched it. Forward slash live guests. Get on the air with me. Every single person that gets on the air with me is going to receive two tickets to Turning Point worth $3,000 a piece. And you'll be able to come join me in Las Vegas live and so much more. So we're about to enter the vault. We go into the vault because most of my opinions will get me banned on most social media platforms. And because I don't want to get banned in the first week or any week, for that matter, we go to a very special place. So uh, I'm going to show you a video of what Turning Point is. So you'll know what gifts you're going to receive when you go to studiomoney.info forward slash live guests get on the air. I also want to encourage you to take a shot at the secret word of the day where you could potentially win $7,000. And we are going to uh, we're not going to cut the feed today, uh, TG. Got uh, Tom, the producer asking if we're going to cut the feed. We're not going to cut it today. I want to train people. We're going to start cutting the feed to all other social platforms on Monday. So if you haven't yet registered and and it's free to register, it doesn't cost you anything. If you haven't yet registered to be a part of our broadcast, then they're going to scroll across the bottom where you go to get registered. You can go to studiomoney.info forward slash affiliate. That'll get you registered and also get you a link that you can refer other people and start making money when they enjoy our broadcast too. Give you an idea of the gift I'm going to give you today during the broadcast of Turning Point. Right before we enter the vault, take a
1: look.
2: Turning Point. Total change in direction for the better.
0: Who here is ready for a turning point? You absolutely have to have one, What am I?
2: The two day turning point seminar is different than any other program in that it does more than just teach you the skills for your relationships, wealth, and power. It also programs you on a subconscious level to put those skills into immediate use.
0: This weekend is about empowerment. This weekend is about you understanding how to take charge of your own life.
2: You will learn total control of your thoughts and emotions how to use PND or psychoneural duplication to take on the thoughts and actions of others to produce similar results. Whether it's losing weight, changing habits, being a millionaire.
0: When you think what a millionaire thinks and you do what a millionaire does, you'll produce similar results.
2: You will learn to program these powerful tools at a subconscious level for immediate and lasting results.
0: Your conscious mind is what's called your critical factor. It's the mind you're using right now to determine whether the information I'm giving to you will work for you or not. Your subconscious mind, on the other hand, is merely a computer, it's non-critical, it doesn't even have the ability to make judgment. So all trance, hypnosis, reprogramming is, is setting aside the critical factor of your conscious mind and non-critically accepting suggestions.
2: And empowering. To make a fear vanish,
0: you must experience it fully.
2: As it helps you create your life exactly the way you want it. Bring your family closer. Find the love of your life. Create strategies for wealth. Learn irresistible influence, and so much more. Because of the intimate nature of this course, seats are very limited. Register now before your life passes you by and there are no more turning points for you. Tens of thousands of people have learned this information and are using it daily.
0: You don't get angry if you get fired from your job and you know that within two years you will be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. It's your time. There's a way for you to win this game that is different than how you're doing it. And it works.
2: It's your life.
0: When you learn how to do that, you become more powerful and power is for use.
2: It's your turning point.
0: Yes, we are live in the vault on the Marshall Silver Live Show, which means we can talk about anything we want to talk about. Anything. And Lord knows I like talking about stuff. If you want to talk about stuff, then what you want to do is uh, call into the studio and go to studiomoney.info forward slash live guests. Just change the link. So if you're trying to get through on the old link, we just change the link. And I'd love to chat with you. We've got some uh, great calls uh, on tap. And I'm excited to chat with some people. It looks like our first caller is a great friend of mine, somebody that I have appreciated for a long time. She's a real estate investor. And uh, what can I say? Heather Dunlop, welcome to the show. You are loved.
3: Hey, Marshall. Love you too. Thank you for having me on. I am so grateful you're back. Oh, on there. I can't tell you how excited I am about this. <laughs>
0: You know, me too. It's a great way to, you know, in the middle of the day, get a little bit of tidbits that will inspire us and get us motivated.
3: Yeah, yeah. So you're calling in from,
0: from Oregon, correct?
3: No, I'm actually in Wyoming. So, you know, you talked oh, about going to Alaska, where it was 53 below. So our winters here, we get down to about 30 below at night, but you kind of get used to it when you live here. <laughs>
0: ah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, Maybe yeah. not. Maybe There's not. One this way, you
3: know, sometimes you just don't want to step outside, though.
0: Yes. What's the story of the banner behind you?
3: So, this is actually um, Mount Rainier. And I, when the very first time I went to Seattle, I loved it and was amazed by it. And when I lived out there, I used to hike it a lot. And it's been a goal of mine for a long time to summit. So, I actually signed up and am scheduled to summit this summer, the end of July, July 29th is when we leave paradise to head to the summit. And I was calling because this is my plan. I know it's going to happen. I'm also shedding weight and getting rid of the weight on my body because I know I need to be able to carry it on my pack efficiently. So I wanted to ask you if you would hypnotize me to make it even more certain and undeniable that I ascend at a fit and healthy weight and I reach the summit.
0: Yeah, it's already done. It is. Yeah, you're already (laughs) hypnotized. You're already in that state. It's already in that process. Your body is currently losing the weight. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, of all people know that fat loss is completely mental. It really Mm -hmm. is. And, you know, I talked yesterday on the fact that, that I'm taking off over 50 pounds right now. I'm taking off a total of 64 pounds. And thank goodness, you know, I'm down. What is it? 13, 17 pounds since I, I began this process. And at first it was really, really, really hard. And there are even times these days as I'm taking the weight off that my body is very hungry and I don't feel well. I feel achy in my joints. Mm-hmm. And 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 what. I wanna encourage anybody that's seeking to get fit, seeking to lose fat in particular, is that what got you to where you are won't get you to where you wanna be. And how you felt getting to where you are, probably pretty joyful, you know, eating whatever you wanted to eat, doing whatever you wanted to do, or not doing what you didn't wanna do. The fact of the matter is in order for things to change, you must change. So I wanna compliment you and acknowledge the fact that obviously you are all in on anything you do. And that's one of the things that I admire about you. You don't do anything halfway. So when you mm-hmm. made the commitment to scale Mount Rainier, then that's your world. It So much so that you put up a banner behind you that you can look at every single day. <laughs> remind yourself when you're reaching for the M&Ms down in your lower drawer or the, you know, the great brownies that somebody else cooked as a surprise that you turn around and you look at Mount Rainier and you say, no, I, I want to taste victory more than I want to taste that delicious brownie right now. And that really is that's it. It's just a, a lifetime choice. You know, this show... Is the pinnacle of that? Speaking of, of you know, climbing, it's the pinnacle. The, the pinnacle to recognize that we are completely 100% responsible for our lives. Nobody else, and the quality of our life is the quality of our communication, both internally and with the outside world. How many days does it take to scale Mount Rainier?
3: Um, I'm actually doing a three-day trip, so we go to 10,000 feet on the first day. The second day, we go to eleven thousand, where they do a lot of the training for, like, you know, if you if you slip and fall, how to use your ice axe, how to cross over the glaciers and everything. And then we leave at about two o'clock that morning to reach the summit and descend. So it's about wow. three days total.
0: Wow! What an adventure. Do you know Raymond Aaron?
3: The name sounds familiar.
0: So there's a speaker, real estate investor, trainer out of Canada, mm-hmm. named Raymond Aaron. Mm-hmm. Is I don't know I don't want to insult him. Enough. He's older than I thought he was. Just visited me mm-hmm. in, in Vegas, and he surprised me. I think, and again, Raymond, don't don't be insulted if I'm wrong, but I think he told me mm-hmm. he was 78. My jaw dropped because he he's he did this thing. It's like a polar race, and mm-hmm. it's a multiple day race across Canada in the snow on a dog sled. Now, I was on a dog sled for all of 10 minutes in Alaska, and it was the (laughs) coldest part of the trip. I mean, it was unbearably cold, and I I can't imagine being in that circumstance for days on end, and yet he did that. And I know a lot of the things that he did not to just physically prepare himself for the the energy needed for the trek, but also the stuff that he did to prepare himself to fight the elements on the trek, Mm -hmm. which is the other half of the battle. And like you said, it's it's the little things that matter. What do you do when you fall down? How do you put, you know, you're picking the ice to make sure you don't slide down the whole mountain and, and yeah. all those things. But the the biggest thing that I wanna keep putting out to you is you're doing this thing. And because mm-hmm. you're doing this thing, you're gonna feel anxious. Anxiety is a concern about the future. It's a fear of what might happen in the future. And mm-hmm. all the things that that you are anxious about are things that should certainly be considered and then once you've considered them and and acted appropriately disregarded. Mm-hmm. And what i mean by that is you know by the time you begin your journey you know once you hit base camp and you you say all right we're going it's on autopilot after that.
1: Yeah, and you're absolutely. going.
0: And and so whatever you do now i tell people there's a distinction between downtime and uptime. Your uptime success is determined by your downtime actions. I want to repeat that because it's worthy for other people you don't need to write it down because i know you get this your yep, up, absolutely your uptime success will determine excuse me your, your downtime uh efforts will determine your uptime success and you know so for me i know that after my surgery i'm not the same guy and i gave myself grace and i i didn't give myself uh what i considered to be any tough standards i just wanted to recover from the open heart surgery because i'd gained 60 pounds right after the surgery and it hadn't come off, I finally had to reach a point where I said, the 60 pounds is costing you too much in every way. It's costing you money for sure. In due respect, people buy from people that they admire and people don't admire people that don't admire themselves. And, and so that's a harsh truth and a harsh reality. But the second thing is, is it cost me also for my children. You know, I want my children to be healthy. And if their dad isn't healthy and setting down a proper example, then what the heck are their choices going to be? They're going to say, hey, work for my dad. It can work for me. So that was the other reason I said, no, I'm going to be more fit at 62 than I have ever been in my entire life. And so that's where we're going with all of that. Who are who are you going with? Are you going with anybody else?
3: I'm going with a group. I don't know any of them. It's a it's a women's uh, hike that's going up. So there's going to be eight climbers and four guides four professional guides. So, they've got the whole thing set. I just need to get there fit and healthy and do as they say and follow the plan and, you know, stay safe.
0: That's it. I remember the day I went to Universal yep. Studios and they, uh, on one of the roller coasters, had two seats outside the roller coaster that said you need to be able to fit in the seats. <laughs> and I remember mm-hmm. I got into the seats and I barely fit. And that was one of the the things on my brain. I said, I'm not gonna deny myself a ride at Universal Studios because I had a big lunch. And and so that was one of the things. Do they ever disqualify people? You show up at base camp and they say, you're not gonna make it. So do you have a target?
3: I think think part of the qualification is you have to be able to ascend a thousand feet per hour. So that first day, if you don't arrive at Camp Mir, which is 4,600 feet, from where we start, if you don't arrive there within the time frame, they will cut people at that point. Good. And they will cut people the next day on training if you're not catching on, if you're not doing it, you know, the way that keeps you safe as well as everybody else in your, in your group safe because nobody can ascend if one person is at risk. So yeah. I've, you know, with my training, I'm already above, I'm doing like 1200, 1250 elevation per hour or the other day it was actually in 45 minutes. So that's on track and living here in Wyoming, I'm gonna hit the mountains here um, as soon as the snow melts. (laughs) So I can actually get it, um, you know, get going up the mountain itself. And I live at high elevation, so I know the elevation is gonna be a challenge, but at least I'm primed from living at 7,000 feet to start.
0: Awesome, have you done other climbs?
3: I haven't done climbs, I've done a lot of hiking, done a lot of hiking, yeah.
0: Yeah. Do, you, how, uh, do you have anybody that you could identify that you could hack? When I went to shave my head, as mm-hmm. stupid as this sounds, I researched people that were successful with shaved heads. And, mm-hmm. and again, I know people that don't have a shaved head don't get it. Except yep. for me, I needed some validation and reality is created by validation. So I found people that had shaved heads that were extremely successful. And I said, great, I can shave my head because it's got nothing to do with my hair. That's how ingrained I was as an entertainer to think I needed a full head of hair to be successful as an entertainer. Yep. Uh, do you have anybody, your demographic, your age, your fitness level, your, your you know demographic makeup, do you have anybody that's already climbed that you have interacted with?
3: No, but I can look some people up. I know there's a couple of movies that I watched that are very inspiring. Um, and I've actually got a call coming up this week with someone who does training on fitness specifically for climbing. So I'm gonna okay. dig more into them and you know start getting deeper connections with them and keeping on track in their pace and and going along to feel like it's not just me out there. Um, yeah make sure that I've got those connections
0: as well. After I went through my open heart surgery, we went to Universal Studios. And there's a sign on every single roller coaster and even the Simpsons you know, virtual ride that if you have any heart conditions, you shouldn't go on any particular ride.
3: Mm-hmm. And
0: so when we got to Universal Studios on the first day, Sterling, first thing he wanted to do was go on a roller coaster. And mm-hmm. so we raced over to go on the roller coaster. And as I'm about to get on, Erica reads the sign and says, you can't go on this. You just had open heart surgery. I said, sweetheart, I'm fine. I can I can go on this. And she gave me the the look that only a wife, mm-hmm. gave a husband that said, no, I don't want you going on the ride. So I didn't go on the ride. And the whole day that went the whole day went by. And there's some pretty big roller coasters at Universal. My son went on the biggest one in, uh, in inside of Jurassic Park World and it looked like fun and my teammates two of my employees went on the ride with them and came off and they were ranting oh my god that was so much fun and i was massively jealous at the end of the day i told erica um there's one ride here that i've already been on it's the hulk roller coaster i've been on it numerous times it didn't Mm -hmm. kill me at the end of the day everybody else has already had fun they've already gone on their rides if i die you already had fun i'm going on this ride and so the end of the day i went on the roller coaster and everything was fine clearly i lived The next time we went to Universal Studios, I said to myself, "Uh, I'm going on every single ride I want to. I'm not going to limit the ride. And I told Erica up front, I said, I'm going to go on every ride. One of the rides was this roller coaster inside of Jurassic Park. And it's scary. It's a big roller coaster. Sterling, of course, first thing says, can we go on that one first? I said, "Uh, sure, son. (laughs) And then I said, I need to use the restroom first. And I went into the restroom thinking, how do I change my mind? How do I explain to my son I'm not going to go on the roller coaster? And while I was in the bathroom, I realized that I may never get a chance to go on that roller coaster with him again. And so I said, I'm going on the roller coaster. But here's the point. When I came out and I stood there to get ready to go on the roller coaster, I looked at the line. And all I could do was look for people that were fatter, older and less healthy than me that went on the roller coaster and lived. And that validation got me on the roller coaster. So one of the things that I will encourage you to do and coach you to do to assist you in Getting that done is I want you to to spend today kind of Googling, kind of maybe even create a a Facebook group. Might be something fun for people that want to or have climbed Mount Rainier Mm -hmm. and create that group. Because what you're going to do is you're going to have plenty of people, Heather. I know you. I know how healthy you are. I know how how uh, thorough you are in anything you go to do, including your real estate investing career that once you start seeing all the people that have climbed Mount Rainier successfully, that are not as healthy as you, your brain's gonna instantly say, this is done. And yeah. so now it's not a matter of survival that gets you fit, makes you take you know the weight off, gets you conditioned mm-hmm. to be able to do it. It's a matter of you saying, no, I wanna make it as easy as I can. Mm-hmm. I, Absolutely. I, and positive, I'm gonna make the climb. <laughs> that's a given, that's done. Yeah. But now I just wanna make it easier on myself. And, yeah. and, you know, and
3: I'm just shifting that weight. I'm shifting it off of my body. It's coming off my body because it's going to be in my pack. So training now, I'm used to carrying the weight. It's just going to be how I carry the weight is going to be in a pack instead.
0: So as you're training, are you carrying the pack now? Not yet. Not yet.
3: Okay. I'm just getting used to the elevation, building all that up. And then um, I'll start adding some weight in the pack probably in about two months.
0: Yeah. When are yeah. you coming to Turning Point?
3: So I've been many times. So anyone who hasn't, you need to go. I first met you, I think it's it was right before you met um, Erica. So I've been in your world for a long time. And um, I think I've been to Turning Point like four or five times. And I want anybody who has not yet attended to know that you get so much more out of it than you ever think is possible. Because when I first met you, I didn't know about hypnosis. And I came to Turning Point because I was fascinated, absolutely fascinated. And it started shifting in me. And I started, you know, I still listen to um, the recordings I have from youth from back then for Passion, Profit, and Power and Irresistible Influence. And <clears throat> one of the things is that I was molested for four years of my childhood. And I had gotten to a certain point and I felt like there's just this one little thing. So i looked into hypnosis and i went to a local hypnotherapist and she took me through two sessions and since then no emotional impact i can remember it like a movie on the screen and i it no longer stops me and i want to thank you because it's meeting you and learning about hypnosis and the power that it has in all areas of our life that has caused such a shift for me, so I want to thank you for that. And anyone who's listening, if you have not gone, get there.
0: Yeah, get there. And I There's want a, you back. I'd like I'd yeah. like to see you come back for one more time before mm-hmm. you make your ascension.
3: Yeah, and,
0: yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you do that, I will get you on stage and do a mini session with you there, mm-hmm. and also give you some additional programs and suggestions to make your your climb a success. One more thing before I let you go. And by the way, schmoozing works. You're a good schmoozer. Thank you for that that huge compliment and that that testimonial for Turning Point. I, too, was molested as a kid Mm -hmm. Uh, when we when I was growing up at seven years old. We moved from the house with no running water into a converted chicken coop. The converted Mm -hmm. chicken coop was directly behind somebody else's house. And Mm -hmm. the neighbors weren't especially friendly their daughter, who was 14 years old, was very friendly to me. And Mm -hmm. at seven years old, she and I used to hang out in the barn and back in the the abandoned stables and in the orchard. And she's the one that taught me about human sexuality. At seven years old, we would get Mm -hmm. naked and she molested me. And a lot of people, you know, would take a look at that and and, and say, you know, are you messed up from that? Mm -hmm. And all I can think is, you know, I was a seven year old boy that just thought it was the greatest thing. And so my frame was completely different. It was a mm-hmm. molestation by anybody's definition of the fact. She was 14, I was seven. Yeah. I don't view it that way. And so mm-hmm. when I work with people that have had similar experiences that maybe their frame wasn't the same, what I remind them of is that the, the, the family in front of us wasn't very smart. The family, mm-hmm. they, were, they were slow. Every last one of them was slow. And, and I don't think the 14-year-old girl was smart, I think she was seven years old. I think that mm-hmm. that's why what happened happened, because yeah. she was seven. And you know that, too. Any, anybody that would mm-hmm. abuse a child, they themselves were almost certainly abused to think that that was a normal behavior. And then mm-hmm. secondly, they are stuck in something that makes them think that behavior was appropriate. And so rather than let them have power over me, Smarter thing to do would say, no, I'm not. I'm not giving you any power. You didn't harm me. Yeah, I I, I wish that hadn't happened, but I'm not Mm going to let it work against me. It's going to work for me. It's going to make me more sensitive to other people. It's going to make me more empathetic and it's going to make me more determined to not let anybody else take away my life. Nelson Mandela was asked when he was released from prison. Do you have any uh, anger toward the people that imprisoned you? And he said, "No, none whatsoever. Why in the world Mm -hmm. would I let them keep me in a prison one more day?" Absolutely, and that's how I. You are loved. You are loved. I've been seeing your name pop up in the Um, the chats over the last few days, mm -hmm. so I'm so glad you jumped on the air with me. You have a really good shot. I promise you, you have a really good shot at winning the uh, silver bar today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't say the secret yeah. word, so uh, we don't have that for you. So stay
3: can tuned. I ask, can I ask, was it like ancestry or heritage?
0: No, but thank you for guessing. There's <laughs> nobody really guessing yet and I want people to. So thank you. No, it's not ancestry. You just, you just did two guesses, by the way. No extra yeah. charge. <laughs> so no, it's not. And thank you for yes. guessing.
3: Yeah. Hey, well, you so may so your love. you so much I think you may win today. Okay. Take,
0: thank you. Take care. You bet. What great people we have. And yeah, she's absolutely right. You want to get to Turning Point. What's the easiest way to get to Turning Point? Get on the show. I'm going to give you two tickets, totally free, $6,000 worth of value, you and a guest. Uh, or you could go to silver.com forward slash TP and you could buy your ticket. I don't care either way. Now, thank you, God, that I'm in a position. I don't care either way. I just want to make sure that you get to Turning Point. So just like Heather said, she's come repeatedly. If you haven't been to Turning Point at all, make sure you do whatever you need to do and get to the event. Lots of show, uh, lots of guests lined up. Uh, That was Heather. Our next guest is, let me see, another Inner Circle member that I love. And I love this guy. And before I bring him on, I want to, let me preface it. The, The gentleman you're about to chat with, Brian, is a remarkable talent, he's a world-class salesperson, he sells a very cool product, he is an Inner Circle member, and he has a beautiful family and and more. He, he made massive leaps and bounds. When he and I met, he was working in a place that I thought underutilized his amazing talents, and I told him so. And it took him a little bit to figure out exactly what, what his stride was, except now that he's found his stride, he has excelled. And so the point of me telling you all of this up front is sometimes we are close to where we're supposed to be. Sometimes we are very near the path, not quite on the path. And so if you're feeling easy or you're feeling anxious or you're, you're feeling unhappy and just frustrated, it may just be you're in the wrong place. And so you've got to sample the buffet and check some things out uh, before you make commitment to make sure you're going to start unfolding your life perfectly. So our next guest on the show is a dear friend of mine. I love this man. He is an inner circle member. He is a salesperson extraordinaire and an all around just really great human being. Brian O'Bannon, welcome to Marshall Silver Live. You are loved.
4: Yeah. right back at you, bro. It's good Thank to you, see brother. you. Thank you, brother.
0: You too. Great to hear from you. It's always a joy to see your amazing Beautiful face. Uh, Where are you right now?
4: Uh, Believe it or not, I am in Wyoming. So uh, if she's still on, uh, you need a building, get a hold of me. I'm in Wyoming. I can help you out with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So why don't you explain what you do? Because don't laugh about it. Sincerely, she may need a building. So tell Uh, us who you work for. Tell us what you do.
4: uh, Well, I'm sales consultant, employee owner for uh, Morton Buildings. Uh, Morton Buildings is pretty much uh, all across the United States. I wish we were a little bit more further. We are delegated to a certain territory. Uh, You can kind of sort of, you know, get out of that a little bit, but you got to be careful with that. There's, you know, rules to the game, so to speak, I guess. But uh, for the most part, though, in my area, I handle uh, a lot of what would be called uh, central and uh eastern wyoming is where i cover and um i'm in charge of basically um obviously sales marketing for my area but also uh running the crews, uh making sure everything uh you know going as expected subcontracting you name it all of that stuff uh, that is in my boat and i'm handling that just fine for now awesome
0: so morton builds buildings in fact we chatted with you about potentially building a racquetball court for us down in las vegas what are you calling in for today
4: uh well um I, first of all i wanted to support you i mean uh, i i seen you were on and you know coming back with this podcast and everything and you said that you hey call in blah 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 I was like hey yeah you bet I'm gonna do that for Marshall you know I just want to make sure that uh that he's supported and he feels you know loved and whatnot by his group who you know uh follows him um because I haven't seen you in a while honestly Um, been too long yeah I know it has um I've I've been you know I'm not gonna lie I've been sampling uh I did uh Kind of a small little thing with Andy Elliott group, but that was just to get me in shape. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm slimmed down and I'm. Yeah, you look uh, great, man. I'm turning 50 actually uh, next Friday. And uh, I'm in probably one of the best uh, conditions or shape of my life currently. Uh, you were mentioning about the fasting and whatnot. I haven't eaten anything all day. This is uh, what? One o'clock almost here. And I'm not going to do anything until this evening. So, yes, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I'm trying to lose the weight, get myself in shape. And, uh, you know, yeah, the age is a little bit, you know, making it to where uh, I don't quite have the longevity, but I I still push through it anyway, you know, and and get it done. I guess where my question comes from is, is, as much as I really appreciate you putting me up there, uh, and I am doing fine where I'm at, I still feel like I'm not done. I still feel like I got something else yet to do. And what I mean by that is I still feel like I got something to do on my own. Is that if that if that makes sense? Yeah. You know, Um, let me just say this, though, my biggest and it is a fear is being a fraud. I don't want to copy somebody. okay? But at the same time, as you know, Wyoming, nobody does this kind of stuff that you do and and that I would like to do here. See, I want to be the first here and I just need to figure out a way to make that happen. That's kind so, of my question. What's the steps to make that happen?
0: Yeah. I love you
4: very much. <laughs> Thank you.
0: I love you. You, you back. laugh at that. And, and that's part of the challenge. You laugh at that. And, and I know that it's not that you don't believe that I love you. The reason you laugh is on a subconscious level. You don't know that you're worthy of that love and you have a beautiful wife. You've got gorgeous kids. Your wife's Filipina, too, as well, correct? Yeah, That yeah. is correct. So you have this amazing family. And now that you're on the show and we're talking, frankly, and it's just the two of us, nobody else listening in, I want to extend a little bit and, and say, I don't think you know how much you, you win. I don't think you give yourself the victories that you deserve to give yourself. And I think that's the challenge and nothing else. And and my belief, and I've always thought this about you, is that you are a hardworking, talented guy that's had major success success in your life. You got a beautiful bride, you got great kids, and I don't know anything about how that relationship is going, but you got that foundation there. You work hard. You good. I'm glad you repeatedly, uh, last I knew, were setting records there at your company. That you you do extremely well relative to everybody else. So, again, everything's working. So if everything's working and a person still isn't happy, then I I know it's just in their head. And so I love you. I I love you. I do very much uh, more than just the other people that I say I love you. I love you on a different level because I know you way more. And so what I'd recommend you do is, yeah, I don't think that Morton is your end destination. I think that's what's going on for you is that you needed a better destination than the one that you were at when we met. You found a better destination, you have excelled. And the challenge is now though, you're kind of bored. And if if you haven't said this, so if I'm wrong, you tell me you're kind of bored. You're thinking there's a better use for your life. You're about to hit one of the zero birthdays, which always matter. And you're, you're saying what has my, it does matter. trust me on this one, anybody that says it doesn't those zero birthdays, 30, 40, 50, 60, they matter. Because you're entering another decade and you're saying to yourself, what did I get done? So I want to compliment you. Number one, your wife loves you. Your kids love you. You're healthy. You're about to be, you're in the best health you've been in in years. You're working in a place that you like. Maybe you don't love it. Maybe it's not over the top. Maybe it's not your identity or your destiny, except you like it. And so you do well. And so what I want you to do is to savor the wanting as much as the having right now be willing to sample the buffet while you're still excelling at what you do because I know your ethics, I know your morality, and I know you're the kind of a person that no matter what you do, you're going to do it right. Even at personal sacrifice, which often is more than you should. You often sacrifice, put everybody else ahead of yourself before you, and I'm telling you, there's a book you need to read. If you haven't read it yet, I, I have been recommending it for years. I don't know if I recommended it good. The book is The Virtues of Selfishness by Ayn Rand. She's the one that wrote Atlas Shrugged and The Fountainhead. And The Virtues of Selfishness, the core, I read the book on the way back from Hong Kong on the plane. The book boils down to one concept. And the concept is what you hear when you get on a commercial flight. Ooh, dirty. When you get on a commercial flight and (laughs) the flight attendant says, in the event of a loss of cabin pressure, masks will drop down please place your mask on first before assisting the person beside you you can you know assist the person beside you before you put yours on except they'll fight and they'll flail and you'll both die or you can put your mask on they'll flail but now your mask is on so you can assist them and put their mask on and if you can't get it on and they pass out well they're really easy to put the mask on at that point i want you to be selfish that is my directive to you is to be selfish My directive to you is to look out for Brian first. I am selfish with my wife. I am selfish with my children. I'm being selfish right now on this show. I'm not getting paid for this show. This is pure vanity. This is pure me wanting to get credit when your life is better. That's all this show's about. And when you start understanding that you living your life for you and them living their lives for them is the best thing that we can do then everything gets better. So that said, if I were to wave a magic wand over you right now, what would it change?
4: Uh, what would it change? <clears throat> Jeez, that's a good question, I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not saying I'm not grateful for what I have now. I, I definitely I don't think am. you're
0: ungrateful. I think you're very grateful. I just don't think you're satisfied.
4: Yeah, it. it for me, it's uh, – I don't feel like I'm done here yet quite, but at the same time, I feel like I'm, I, I've got potential someplace else and, and, uh, and I can do it on my own and I can, I mean, you look at the, the amount of people that you touch, uh, the lives that you touch, right? I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here with like, uh, maybe a hundred people that I've touched. Or, you've touched thousands, hundreds of thousands. That's where I want to get to. And, and, again, I don't believe it's a selfish reason why I want to do that. I just feel like I can do better. Uh, yes. Yeah. So what if I told
0: you, what if I told you, Brian, no matter how well you do, mm-hmm. that feeling will never go away? Oh, boy. No, it just doesn't go away. You know, and, again, <laughs> it comes back to to you're extremely fit. And, and and so you probably aren't hungry. You probably eat whatever you want to eat whenever you want to eat it and you don't gain weight because that's how you're wired. I'm not wired that way. And so I've had to fall in love with a state called hunger that you live in on a regular basis. You enjoy it. It's normal for you. It's normal for me to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. My brain has accepted that's my identity. And I would suggest because you said it, you are a, an owner, you said, employee Mm -hmm. owner of the business, which is different than just saying I'm the owner of the business. Right. Okay. Yep. Yep. You're right. I mean, it's different. It's different. And it's, you wouldn't have said it that way if it didn't matter to you, if that idea didn't matter to you of completely owning your own business, the way you said that lets me know that you've come in, You have successfully completed the tasks at hand. You are directed, you know, you're going to be selling Morton buildings, which, by the way, are the finest buildings uh, in in their, what do you call the type of building they are?
4: Post-frame.
0: Post-frame building. So they are the finest in the business at that type of building, bar none. I mean, I've looked at some of these buildings that Morton puts up, and it's pennies on the dollar for construction costs, and as good as anything else on the market. So why wouldn't you go that direction?
4: They are generational buildings. Yes, they are. Yes, the
0: difference is, the difference is you're really great at that and you're not satisfied because you're really great at that. And the fear (laughs) inside of you says, will I be really great at the next thing I set out to do? And there's gonna be a point, I'm gonna break through with you Mm -hmm. in more ways than we already have. There's gonna be a point, Brian, where you start accepting that you are this exceptional human being able to produce at a substantially higher level than you are. And that's not a knock to you. It's just, you didn't know that you're a kind person. You're if you don't mind me saying, so uh, a bit of a country bumpkin.
4: (laughs) Y'all got that right? (laughs) Thank
0: you. So I'm not that far off. You're, you're a bit of a country bumpkin and you live this amazing, simple life, except it's not you. You know, years ago, people would have probably said the same thing about me. You're a country bumpkin. You're, you're a simple guy because I am a simple guy, except I'm also a simple rich guy. In fact, <laughs> I'm lazy. I am extremely lazy. And I only do what I want to do. And I think that that is the bridge we need to get you to is figure out what do you want If money weren't the question, if I said, look, Brian, we're going to help you make money any way you want to, because I don't think you've found it yet. If we're going to make money any way you want to, money's going to be there. Trust me on the money part. What would you do? Uh,
4: More and more and more, I keep coming back to speaking. I keep coming back to the days of, I mean, like my first, uh, my first play that I ever did was second grade when we moved from Scott Bluff and Gearing to Bridgeport, Nebraska, you know, and, and which is basically my hometown. Uh, my mom. Yeah, which still only has
0: supports, that... which only supports my country bumpkin theory. Yeah,
4: there you go, there you go, and and uh, and oh, and if you really think, okay, because I was the white cowboy dressed in white, I was the good guy. Yet I was the youngest <laughs> actor on the whole thing, and we did it on a uh, we did it on a wagon trailer that was the stage in the middle of a dirt arena. Okay. So you're right. We were right there in the country button place.
0: Doesn't get more country than that.
4: No, it don't. So anyway. Um, but yeah, no, every time I uh, look back at my life and I really uh, think of the things that I enjoyed being on stage, uh, whether it was through scholarships, whether it was through I actually earned, you know, the right to be uh, the bad guy, which I was a lot of times. I was the bad guy. I guess I play it really well, um, but it don't matter. I had a blast. I always had fun. So if you're asking me, what is it that I really want to do someday? I, I guess it will be back to that and not acting per se, although it is sometimes an act. I get it. But yeah. my point is, I want to help people. I don't want to just entertain. I want to help. That's where I'm headed. That's where you wanna, I. You want to be me? Go. Yeah, I wish. Yes, no wish. Yeah. I am. I will.
0: Well, you, you, you're partway there. You got the Filipino wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're well, kind. Well, well. You're kind. You are compassionate. You're a great salesperson. So you got it all. I believe in building on an existing foundation. So I think I think that today is the day you became a speaker. Today is the day you said I'm a speaker because it's what you want. You, you hinted at it, and whether you were clear or not with yourself, you said, you know, you, Marshall, you've impacted millions of people. I've impacted hundreds, which you have. The thing that I want you to know is when you build on the existing foundation, you say, you know, what is it that I'm doing right now that actually works? And what could I do toward what I wanted? But the toward what I wanted is essential. Today, you need to make the breakthrough that you acknowledge I, and I'm speaking in your voice, I want to be a speaker. I want to teach people. I want to be substantially more compensated for that process than I'm being compensated for talking to people now. I want to go beyond just helping people create amazing buildings that they love for generations, which is certainly a, a an admirable thing that you do. But I know that what you want to do is now that you've got that, you want to move on. My recommendation is that you you acknowledge you're a speaker. Then the next question, of course, is what do I talk on? What do I speak on? What do I train and teach people on? Uh, I would start with sales. There's always a market for good sales training. There is always a market for helping people with that area because salespeople are the cornerstone of the economy. When salespeople flourish, the entire economy flourishes. So that is the gift that I want to give to you. Now, it's I'm looking at the screen you, and it looks good like. for me.
4: is good for the economy.
0: Everybody wins. That's hey, right. you, you're the last caller of the day. We only got a couple in. You got a great okay. chance of winning the bar of silver. So you stay tuned, okay?
4: Okay. No problem.
0: I love you, brother. I look forward to seeing you and the family at Turning Point very soon. Yes, ma'am. Awesome. Yeah, so we're wrapping up this show. Like I said, we had a a slight technical difficulty in the middle of the program. Stuff happens. That's life. It happens. And I think that the idea of perfection is very dangerous. Perfectionism paralyzes those that attempt to make things perfect all the time and are afraid to look bad, they're going to lose because you're going to look bad uh, if you allow yourself to look bad. I don't look bad because, frankly, I don't care. (laughs) I like me. I pray you like me, but if you don't like me, I'm over it already. So that's the lesson for the day. Hey, we're wrapping up today's show. Just a couple more minutes before we are done. Nobody said the secret word. Heather took a good shot at it. I am glad that she did. I talked at the top of the show, if you recall, a lot uh, about my family and the storm is still here. It's a different kind of storm. While I talked about the storm, I immediately started talking about the Philippines. Because in the Philippines, they have storms that are of a different nature that Pacific Rim has storms that they call something altogether different. And the thing that they call that storm is what? Typhoon. So typhoon was the secret word of the day. Nobody said the secret word of the day today. So what that means is on Monday, when we come back and we're live again, the bounty is raised to $7,500. The prize on the secret word is $7,500. We're gonna give it away eventually. You know, I I know some people think, ah, those words are hard. They are. (laughs) I'm not giving my hard-earned cash away unless you do a little bit of homework. So make sure you listen to the first part of the program. Everything I say during the first part of the broadcast is likely a clue. And now that you're getting a better idea of how I operate, maybe, just maybe, next week is your week to pick up a big cash prize. Uh, Make sure you vote inside of the chat. We only had two callers today. We had Heather and Brian. She got a 50-50 chance. Please vote in the chat for either Heather or Brian for being the most interesting call of the day. And uh, one of them, guaranteed, is going to win 10 ounces of Marshall Silver point999 Fine Silver, and their life will be blessed. If you haven't gotten to Turning Point yet, yeah, take the advice of both uh, Brian and certainly Heather talked a lot about it and get your body to Turning Point. We got one coming up in Las Vegas in March the 11th through the 13th. 11th through the 13th, and I'd like to see you there. I'm Marshall Silver. I'm your personal millionaire maker. You are totally loved, and I I know you're going to have an amazing weekend. So we're going to keep the chat up for a little bit, let you vote in the chat on the platform you're listening to this program on, and we're going to pause this broadcast yet, keep the chat wide open, and on Monday I'll announce whether it was Heather or Brian that won the Silver Bar. Until we meet, celebrate life, take good care of each other, and uh tell people they're loved you have no idea how often they hear it and how important your message is to them god bless take care and i'll see you on monday